Welcome to Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky. Our hope is that you will be encouraged and equipped through this podcast as we have conversations with friends from around the world. You can subscribe to our podcast and go to our website, firebornministries.com, and sign up for our email list to stay up to date on Fireborn Ministries. And may you have your own adventures in the Spirit. And now we hope you enjoy today's podcast. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining into Adventures in the Spirit. Uh, I'm so excited that the Holy Spirit is ministering and power around the world, and that's why I do what I do. And uh, I got my friend here, Kristoff. Uh, I, I was just talking to him a few seconds ago. The first time I saw him was at the Sind in Orlando. And then I get here to YWAM, and I see him preaching, and I was like, oh yeah, this guy, I need to have him on the podcast. So he's going to share a little bit about his background power encounters because he ministers the word of god he travels the world he's been with ywam for a long time um you know just going places seeing people set free healed delivered yeah. prophesying over mm-hmm. just all kinds of other stuff so Christoph, welcome to adventures in the spirit thank man. you brother it's an honor to be here well it's an the honor's all mine man. <laughs> i'm excited for this uh so Christoph, um can you tell us a little bit about your background, like yeah. where God, what God has done in your life, how you came to Him, and then get launched into what you're doing now? Yeah. So, long story short, but basically, from my, like to give you a picture of my backstory, um, one of my closest friends got his throat slit. One did time in jail for a murder case. One did time in jail for selling cocaine and mm. guns. Um, in my path, uh, I had a praying mom, and so I ended up having these three cinematic dreams. And uh, God got me, man. You know, he got me through those dreams. End up uh, starting this journey of pursuing, uh, pursuing him. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember even like leading up to those dreams was like one night I just come out. I'm like, whoever you are that engineered me, you must be able to communicate to me. Who are you? Because I have different friends from different faiths, you know. And, uh, but that simple, that simple request from my heart I didn't realize was a prayer. Whoever you are that engineered me, you must be able to communicate to me. And boom, that's when I got the three cinematic dreams, bro, and um, started my journey following Jesus. Ended up getting um, born, born again, like filled with the Holy Spirit in the Toronto Blessing, where I'm from, the oh, Toronto awesome. area. Which, so that was really in- interesting, you know, because for me that was seeing people get out of wheelchairs, oil leaking out of people's hands, people covered in gold dust, um, people getting carried to their cars because they can't you know, get out when, when the, the meeting, the, the church is trying to lock up at the end of the night, you have to carry people to their cars, uh, was, was what I understood to be just normal. It, it was, it, initially it was, it was kind of a tough, lonely experience because none of my friends knew the Lord. Um, but then around three months later, um, one of my closest friends gave his life to the Lord in the morning service. And then uh, I come the evening service and there's a whole row filled with my homies and a bunch of them gave their lives to the Lord. And we would just get blasted in the Holy Spirit, bro. Like every night, like weeknights didn't matter. We'd just be like in my, in my parents' backyard, um, just getting blasted in the Holy Spirit, bro. That's all we knew. Oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah. Can you, uh, I love the Holy Spirit. Yeah. I love the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Like I mentioned, I was baptized in the Holy Spirit right down there 23 yeah. years ago, Crazy. November 14th of 1998. So I celebrate every year. It's, yeah. it's a birthday. Uh, how were wow. you baptized with the Holy Spirit in, in Toronto? That's a great question, man. Well, if you, if, if you guys don't know about Toronto, um, 
it was an incredible outpouring of the Holy Spirit, right? So if you guys know Heidi Baker, mm -hmm. that's where Heidi Baker, if you know her testimony, was a burnt out missionary and had her whole um, Jesus is enough encounter where she has to get carried yeah. back and forth from her hotel room every, uh, multiple uh, days in a row. But anyways, um, how would it, uh, you know, just to give you a picture of Toronto, they had services, I believe it was like every day for 10 years. Wow. Um, you know, in the early years, there'd be line, lineups around the block. And because it was right near the airport, uh, see, God is a strategist too, bro. <laughs> but it's right by our airport. So people were flying in from all over the world, you know, and, um, and getting, and it's so funny hearing Heidi's story because she genuinely thought, because I would hear her, or hear her quite a bit, right? Because she would always be coming back and sharing with us but she was convinced that there was uh, electrodes under the carpet and the the, the lamps <laughs> oh. were heat heat ray lamps oh wow so she would be getting zapped and she's like all oh, these charlatans with their you mm. know electrodes in the carpets and their heat lamps because she's just sweating under the anointing but um for me uh <clears throat> I, I was always that guy bro that n would never get could never you know encounter I could never connect or have any spiritual sense to I was dull as a dull can be. And to the point where <laughs> I have the, my great grandma, God bless, she just passed away. Mm. Uh, she passed away. She was, she was like 100 and she was like over 107 or something. It was crazy. An evangelist. Everyone that came to her would get saved. Like her, her electrician comes to her house, gets saved. Her plumber would get That's saved. That's awesome. But uh, she would, like, I would show up to those meetings with her um, at the airport or whatever. And I remember there'd be, like, a lineup of, like, you know, bro, this place was packed. And it's, it's, it's huge. Thousands of people. And uh, there'd be, like, lines of, like, I don't know how many, 50 to 100 people in one line. And they'd be just going praying for people. And everyone's just getting laid out, laid out, laid out, laid out. And I'd be the one guy always standing in the line while everyone's on the ground. And I'm like, oh, man. Okay, whatever. Like, it's just not for me, this Christian thing or whatever. You know, I thought it was because of my great-grandma. You know, I thought, oh, this is for older people, mm -hmm. maybe, maybe mainly for ladies. Um, and, and I remember my grandma, she went and she got John Arnott, who was like, mm -hmm. you know, John yeah. Carroll Arnott were the real um, ones the, the used of the Lord to steward that, that move of the Lord. <clears throat> and so she gets John to come and pray for me. And again, everyone in the line's laid out. And I'm the last man standing. Every time, last man standing, last man standing. And, you know, even get my grandma to pray. Nothing, not, you know. So I just thought, you know, okay, whatever. I'm that guy, you know. I just can't connect. It's not for me that, that way. And, uh, and I wasn't sure, too. You know, maybe I thought it's like Jedi mind tricks and it doesn't work on me. You know, it's only for the weak-minded. You know, like how the Jedi mind tricks. I wasn't sure. But um, <clears throat> eventually, after, you know, the Lord's really working on me, the dreams are like, you know, really doing their work. Um, I, I walk into a coffee shop one night and I see these guys who I knew were Christians. They would always witness around my town. And I said to them, I said, well, now, now that I'm on the journey, right, I, like, I come up to them and I say, hey, I believe you have a message for me from God. What is it? He goes, has you ever been baptized in the Holy Spirit? I go, I've been baptized? Yeah, I've been baptized. Mm. And he's like, no, baptized in the Holy Spirit. And I'm like, oh, well. And I'm, I'm, I'm trying to 
think through it biblically, they're like, bro, if you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, you would know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so, so he said, they said, go home, read Acts chapter two. That's your inheritance. Awesome. So I go home, I read Acts chapter two. And I wonder if that was a difference for me because now I had like a biblical anchor for my faith. I had something, you know what I mean? Where I saw it in scripture, like, oh snap, like this is my inheritance. And maybe because I was new in the Lord, I just took everything that I read in the Bible at face value. Like, right. oh, I can cash this in. Right. So uh, I think the next, the next night, it's Easter. Same time that the Toronto, uh, you know, outpouring is, is having their, um, what do they call it? It's like Fresh Wind Conference, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is every Easter they have a, you know, ma- actually Justin Bieber used to go to those when he was a young kid. His mom used to bring them back in the day. Oh, wow. Yeah. But anyways, so it's like a, it's like a youth emphasis conference, mm-hmm. maybe two to 3,000 youth that are there, right? And I was just having like Easter dinner with my family, a family function. And I knew my, one of my friends was at that, of, at that, 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 of, that church event, the Fresh Wind. So it's late, but I, I'm in the area. I'm like, I'm just going to stop in and say what's up to my friend on my way home. I stop in the church. The, the, mess- the worship is already done. The message is already done. They're just in the ministry time at the end, right? But, bro, as soon as I walk in the door, you can't make this up. As soon as I walk in the door, they're like, the guy on the mic, he's like, we're now going to pray for the baptism of the Holy That's Spirit. Awesome. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> Me. <laughs> yeah. So they're like, just get into groups, you know, get into groups of 10 or whatever and begin to pray for each other. So all these, like, you know. People are just in their, their pods, and I'm looking around for my friend. Boom, I see him. I go into that circle of 10 that he's in, and uh, they're praying again, bro. Everyone, blah, 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 laid out. And, um, and being from that street life, which I'm sure you, you know as well, that there, we have this like realness detector, and it's like a safety mechanism, you know, because you never know who could tur- turn on you and betray you at any moment. So you need to know, like, if someone's fake, something's real, whatever, right? right. And I think every human has that. You know, like, when you're right. talking to, a, you know, some shisty salesman and you know that it's, you know, everyone has their level of realness detector. But I think for people that come from the street, that, that's a little bit more honed. So anyways, my realness detector, bro, I'm looking at people on the ground looking like they're just getting electrocuted by volts mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like they're just getting smoked bro and I remember that's when I was like praying and I was like one eye open like what and my realness detector was this is the realest thing I've ever seen in my life but sure enough bro it comes around to me everyone else in the circles laid out comes around to me nothing nothing I'm like it but this time was different because I had Acts 2. Right. Right? That yeah. I had just read, that, that I was able to hold on to. And thank God I had my friend who was there, who was my youth pastor and someone else, and they just would not give up. They just kept praying, kept praying, almost to the point where everyone else now, like out of the 3,000 people, probably everyone's on the ground, you know what I mean? But they're still just going, like their voices are rasped because of just going so long, but they're just not giving up. Finally, he goes, um, Lord, if there's any hidden, oh, they go, have you had, do you have any sin? And I'm like, this is the best I've ever done in my whole life since, you know? I'm like, I think I'm good. Like, there's no sin, you know? But then they pray, Lord, if there's any hidden sin, 
that the enemy is trying to camouflage, bring it to his memory right now. Expose that thing. And all of a sudden, bro, this thing comes back to Mm. my mind. And I was so new in the Lord that I didn't even know that this thing was necessarily bad. Hmm. I don't know how what your audience level is like and how much we can go into it. But, um, yeah, I didn't even... I was so new in the Lord that I didn't know <laughs> that this was even a bad... So when they prayed that, boom, Holy Spirit, like, exposed that thing. And I was like, oh. And I went to confess it. And as I went to confess it, I was, like, choking. Like, I couldn't say it, bro. I was like, wow. uh, 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 uh. Wow. And they're like, go rabashatara praying. I'm like, oh, and I confess it out. As soon as I confess it, the way I describe it is like a 100-foot tsunami wave of raw love. Just oh, boom, comes so and good. lands on my head, bro. And it was so heavy. It was so heavy that I just hit the ground. And uh, I woke up, I don't know, you know what I mean, how long later, but I just... Remember, I came to, I was speaking another language. I thought it was African. And I realized Africa is a continent. It's not a language. (laughs) (laughs) And then I, you know, I remembered back to what I had read the night before. Like, oh, this is that, you know. But I felt like the only way I could describe it, and it's the poverty of of language, you know what I mean? But but it was like I felt like I was on 100 ecstasy pills. Oh, yeah. Well, for me, I came out of the drug culture. So at the time that I was baptized with spirit, not really knowing... Exactly. Yeah. All I knew was I needed more. And I'm yeah. asking, I'm asking, I'm asking. Yeah. God was doing yeah. all kinds of stuff here 23 yeah. years ago. And I go to my small group leader. I'm like, I'm asking for the baptism of spirit. And he's like, oh, I believe you can have it now. He lays hands on me. The Holy Spirit speaks in my ear. I start, anyway, wow. several hours of fire, power, love, electricity. Yeah. And the best way I could describe it at the time was it was the highest high of my life. Yeah. You know. And I was like, how could I ever go back to that lifestyle? But this because is, of the Holy Spirit. And, th- and this is the thing. I always say to people, like, I b- that's why I believe that, that ecstasy, whatever, MDMA, heroin, mm-hmm. coke, alcohol, weed, you name it. They're all the fake knockoff forgeries right. of the real thing in yeah. Holy Spirit. That's why it says, do not be drunk with wine when there is excess, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. There's, you know, that contrast. Like, this is the highest high, yeah. the most high. Well, so you've been ministering in power yeah. for a number of years. How did you get into missions and youth with a mission? That's a good question, man. Well, I mean, right after that, everything just started to happen. That's when, after I had the baptism of the Holy Spirit, before I'd always witnessed to my homies and they'd always just laugh at me, mock me. Right. But after that baptism of the Holy Spirit, they, my, my, my big homie, he called me, he's like, show me this God that changed your life. He was the first one that then came, gave his life, and then boom. The others did as well. Um, so started seeing salvations break out amongst my friends. I started, uh, um, I remember being in youth group like the following week or something. And we're just praying for this like random kid who's visiting this small little, and he's like getting delivered of demons. Hmm. Like this is like my first week and a half That's into so the awesome. faith. Maybe even the first week. We need bro. more of that. Yeah. <laughs> but this is the crazy thing, bro, is that if for me it made sense. Because in the scripture, like Mark chapter 1, he's already casting out demons in the first chapter. So if we just had the Bible as our template for what like normal Christianity was, it wouldn't be weird. You know what I mean? So for me, it wasn't weird. It was like, oh, this is normal. This is what it's like. Dang, this is like, welcome to the adventure. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I said, yes. And I knew because the way the dreams were, the dreams were showing me there's this whole other war going on. that You don't even know you're asleep. You know, wake up. 
So that was just normal Christianity to, uh, to me. But again, at that time, it was so raw, it was so new. The particular church that I went to in the Toronto area, um, which was an hour away from the airport church, um, thank God we had, uh, you know, it was a praying church, it was a spirit-filled church. Um, but I remember just being in those, we, they'd pray every morning, like early morning, right? And I remember being in like prayer meetings and seeing this woman just sprint out of the room like like 100 meter Olympic sprinting boom runs out through the back door and we're after like you know just hanging out eating lunch and then the, the intercessors are like oh so you know what that was or I was like what they're like oh that was a witch that came into curse and so oh, when we wow. all started praying in tongues <laughs> she had to go and they knew stuff was up because she would leave human doo-doo and stuff outside mm -hmm. and like all this weird stuff and she was trying to come in and test and everyone just started praying and I knew this because I was like Oh, huh, everyone's praying in tongues. Okay, so I just started praying in tongues, and then, like whatever, all the intercessors were just praying in tongues. Bam! She just ran out. Um, but early on, I had a call to missions. Very early on, um, I knew I was called to missions. I was at that age where I was just looking for universities. My aunt lived in a neighboring island here and called Kauai, and uh, that's actually where I had. Um, uh, two of the dreams mm -hmm. so naturally I wanted to come back to Hawaii and I was looking at a university of Hawaii in Oahu and then she said there's a Christian university in Kona found out about this and I was like this is so amazing you get to help out the poor uh, as part of your course like this is amazing <laughs> what kind of university is this and you get to like learn about Holy Spirit yeah. and you get to like learn the Bible this is what kind of university and dog you know what it reminded me of man like, I came here and, like, I would be eating lunch and hearing people speak in different languages and, like, mm -hmm. wild Holy Spirit stuff going on and reports always coming back from the field. And um, it reminded me of, uh, if you ever seen X-Men? Oh, yeah. Professor Xavier's School for Gifted Youngsters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Where people are, like, finding out their gifts and, like, everyone had these different gifts. Like, I had a girl in my DTS. That's our, our course here, our boot camp, right? For those of you guys who don't know, who could, um, like... Sm like she could smell in the spirit mm -hmm. she could smell either she could smell good off somebody someone else who could see glowing lights like a bright light for if it was holy or a red light if it was evil and they would be brighter or bigger depending on the person you know wow. um, yeah so other people you know like just just crazy gifts and crazy stories like picking up instruments for the first time and being able to play yeah. and all yeah. types of fun stuff like there's that. There's a special acceleration here. Yeah, there is. I mean, this place incubates the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. you know, three months at a time. And then, actually, today, people are going on missions. Yeah. Today, yesterday, uh, there's a lot of hustle and bustle, mm -hmm. cleaning out. I mean, I finished the School of Digital Film. Mm -hmm. I'm leaving tomorrow uh, yeah. for the next adventure God has for me. But, Christoph, can you share some stories? I mean, I don't know how many nations you've been to. Yeah. Um, but can you share some stories of what you've seen God do through you? Yeah, man. Um, gosh, there's so many. It's um, the one. Okay, well, so my grandpa was an evangelist in Haiti, right? Haitian evangelist, and and every time you go on outreach, you have a strategy, like you know, some people will do door-to-door -door evangelism or like a skit or um, use music, right? Paul would go to the synagogue. Everyone has a strategy. My grandpa's strategy is he would first go to the voodoo priest's house mm. and he would knock on the door. 
and <laughs> say, hey, I know you're tormented by demons. Would you like to be set free? So <laughs> and what's crazy, <laughs> so dude, good. is he would as he would travel around Haiti doing this, he would, he would walk around with his Bible and a can of gasoline. That's what he would roll with. And so, and we call the voodoo priest in Haiti Hougan. And I don't know if you guys are familiar with Haiti, but it's the only successful black slave revolution in history. But unfortunately, um, it's because when the colonial powers came in, they came with a cross in one hand and shackles in the other. Mm. So then my ancestors look at that and they said, well, if, if the cross is the one enslaving us, then whoever's the opposite of the cross must be the one who can set us free. Right. They turn to demonic powers. And historically, there's cases of, this is against Napoleon's troops. Napoleon sent his brother-in-law to come and squash it. But there's historic cases, bro, um, of Napoleon's troops coming with their guns and... and Haitian slaves possessed demonically coming with machetes with their eyes rolled in their back of their head getting shot point blank and still coming at them with machetes mm. Napoleon's troops running back onto the ships and refusing to fight Wow so <clears throat> um, because of that um, unfortunately it does have a reputation as being one of the uh, strongest demonic centers mm -hmm. um, on the earth because it's practiced all the way down from the highest levels and there's actually a saying in Haiti um, where it's like you know 30% Protestant uh, you know 50% uh, Catholic but 100% voodoo mm. and because it's so ingrained wow right and so you hear crazy stories of shape-shifting and mm -hmm. the whole nine yards actually a Harvard professor uh, did a book and did some research because he was trying to look for medicinal things from the voodoo <laughs> ceremonies but it's called the serpent and the rainbow so this stuff is like it's no joke you know what I mean right um, <clears throat> but we call the voodoo priest a hugan and so as my grandpa would go knock knock I know you're tormented would you like to be set free when they said and a, a lot of times they said yes mm -hmm. Because that power, it comes at such a high cost of the right. level of torment that they're in. Right. They're like, you can send me free, you know. So when they, they, they would come, he shared the gospel, they gave their life to the Lord, and then they would come, like in the Acts, when the sorcerers would come and bring their paraphernalia, you know what I'm talking about, right? And uh, so he would have them bring all their voodoo stuff into the center of the village, and then that's when the can of gasoline would come in handy. And they'd douse that stuff in gasoline and uh, light it on fire. And um, there's wild stories with that. We don't have time to necessarily go into all those. But I've always known, and that's why I was called into missions, because of the, my Haitian background and my spiritual inheritance there um, as an evangelist. So it's always hard for me to get back there. I was doing stuff in other nations. Like we saw so much fruit in India. I ended up getting blacklisted, um, unfortunately. But... It was because we saw so much fruit, you know? Wow. Um, but yeah, so I'm getting to all these other wild nations, wild opportunities, like cartel control Mexico, where the mayor was like, hey, the gospel's the only hope for our city. Would your team come? Like, wow. bro, they were rolling up with fully automatics and like pickup trucks and just blasting people in broad daylight, right. you know, in Acuna, Mexico. And uh, like, so all, and we go down and we see just the wildest God stories. But nation after nation, and Haiti every time would be closed for me. Mm. So I'm like, boom, one time my friend Amy gives me a prophetic word publicly. She's like, because you said yes to the things on God's heart, he's going to give you yours. And the nations you've been trying to go to that have always been on your heart, you're going to open to. And she had no idea. But like the next month I was going to Haiti for my first time. Awesome. After being in missions for like 
you know, whatever, 18 years at that point. Wow. So uh, this, the, my Hades story for that first time was medical uh, doctor is a medical missionary. He's down there in this little island outside of Haiti called Lago Nav, right? And, uh, <laughs> dude, it, he goes, it's so bad here, Chris. Like, he goes, we can't do our medical mission because this, the spiritual strongholds are so thick. Like, his wife and his two daughters had to live in Dominican Republic, and they would visit each other as often as they could because it was too heavy demonic for the wife and two daughters to yeah. live with him in Lago Nav, right? Wow. He goes, so demonic here. Even the pastors go to the hugan, go right. to the voodoo priest. He goes, we can't do any of our other ministry, our medical stuff, because of the, the demonic presence is so overwhelming. We need a public proclamation of the gospel, signs and wonders following that Mark 16, 15, yeah. to crack this thing open, which is what, what I do, you know, and my team does, right? So I'm like, praise the Lord. He goes, and, he goes, and also, just so you know, I think they tried it at that point. They, they tried four years in a row to do a public proclamation with power and every time it would fall through at the last minute and mm. we didn't know if people were getting cold feet or mm. just the demonic stuff whatever but like this is what we live for you know um so making knowing god and making him known in some of the hardest places so we go down and the the funny thing is is uh it was only one of my friends and i who were able to go and uh from from here from our team and the only other teams that were there were two Korean American uh, youth groups that were there to do soccer ministry, right? And uh, so we go down, and out of all the nations, bro, I've been to, um, I'd never seen this at an altar call before, okay? So mind you, the first night, I, I give the altar call, I say, you're coming to get after the gospel, you're not only giving your life fully to Jesus, but you're also publicly renouncing voodoo. Oh, so good. But I've never seen this before, bro. As people come up to the altar call, friends and family start pulling people off of the altar. Wow. Because they're so worried about the retaliation. Oh, wow. And not only that, but then the people at the altar when we're praying for them, they're just like stiff, like they're like in a coma, just like stiff as a board standing there, nothing. And I'm like, oh, wow, this is what it looks like when you're like that first plowshear into hardened soil. Like, this is what it looks like when you're that tip of the spear going in. You know what I mean? So I tell all the local guys, I say, bring all your shooters. And shooters is just a word I use for the people who know their authority in Christ and know how to pray, right? I said, bring all your shooters tomorrow, anyone you know in this area, because it's about to explode tomorrow night after us just cracking this thing open, right? So sure enough, the next night, and my friend and I rotate, right? One with the gospel, one with the testimony. We, do, we did a three-night campaign. So the second night, he's doing, uh, he's doing the gospel. I start off with the testimony. So I give the testimony part. I get off stage after just doing the testimony, and bro, people are already on the ground manifesting. Wow. We haven't even got to the gospel, to the altar call. People are already just, no one laying hands, nothing. Just at the testimony of Jesus. So now I have to, I'm like, snap. My only other, my partner, he's still up. He's up because they need to hear the gospel, you know. So I'm like, I go to the like Korean American youth group camp. 
hands for the soccer mission. I'm like, don't grab their hands. Grab their feet. Bring them into the back room. Let's go. Let's go. They're like, what is happening? What is happening? And, uh, and you, you know, the enemy doesn't have much power for those who are in the blood. So his only chance is to try to create a distraction. Right. So we're bringing them in the back. Bring them in the back. Bring them in the back. I got them all in the back room. And I'm just praying. We're casting the things out. And then I, there's a moment, bro, where I just look up and like... <laughs> There's people now slithering all on top of each other, scratching each other all on the ground. It's kind of nuts, you know what I mean, how it gets. And, uh, and I just look up and I see one of the, like, the youth group girls and she's just got her back up against the door and she's just crying like, why, why, what is happening now? And, and I just had to chuckle to myself, you know what I mean? Because I was like, oh, she doesn't know her authority yet, mm. but she's going to learn today. Right. And so I bring her over. I'm like, hey, just say the name of Jesus. She starts saying the name of Jesus, saying the name of Jesus, and just seeing how these things have to go, right. you know, in his name. By the third night, crazy, bro. By the third night, just that the, the music as people are coming into this field, the music was Jesus music people are like getting hitting the ground wow. manifesting just at the music at the entrance music of people coming in bro and it's almost like the darker it is the brighter the light shines yeah that's true but this is my favorite part of the whole thing right so at the end of the at the end of the three day campaign I think we saw over 600 people come to the Lord in three days right this was high schools and stuff as well that's awesome um, by the end of the, by the end of our our third night, that missionary's wife comes to me and says, "The thing has lifted off Lagunov, and myself wow. and my daughters can come back and live in Haiti with my with my husband." Wow, that's awesome! <laughs> Powerful story, um, Christoph. This podcast is not just information, but it's also activation, yeah, or impartation, uh-huh. and. Um, I'd love for you to lead our people, our listeners, in you know, whatever the Holy Spirit leads you, whether yeah. it's for an encounter, activation, an activation, an encounter with the oh, Holy that's Spirit. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, how much time do we got left? Uh, we're, 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 we're on yeah. our time, bro. We're on our time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sweet. Uh, one of the things that I've been doing, that I've been loving to do, um, is. Uh, just meditate on scripture mm-hmm. as like because I, I really believe that scripture scripture is our activation into the into this portal, yes. if you would, of um, the true and encountering the true and living God. You know. So I've seen uh, where we'll be meditating and memorizing scripture mm-hmm. and then reciting scripture yeah. and seeing the wildest stuff happen to people, man. Like people will see the throne room. I did this uh, last week on a Thursday night gathering here for our campus. Mm -hmm. And I was doing some uh, passages of scripture, predominantly three passages of scripture. And one of the persons (laughs) came up to me after and they they saw four angels coming down. The other was covered in, uh, another person was covered in gold dust. Wow. um, You know, I've had, we're just reciting scripture that, you know, we've, we've engrafted and memorized and, there's one uh, in Norway who got a creative miracle in her body who couldn't be physically intimate with her husband for a number of years because of this mm. um, condition. Got that 
just as we're reciting scripture, creative miracle gets healed and is able to be physically Man. intimate with their heart. Praise the Lord, Man. dude. Man. Um, I've had people that had major um, um, demonic oppression and torment get delivered with, with just the scripture. No one laying hands, anything. So I think if I were to um, offer anything for our listeners today, it would be that. So wherever you are right now, you could just... Um, yeah, you could just kind of put yourself in a place of meditating uh, on the Lord and activating just your your faith. And oftentimes, you know, I think like the enemy has used our imagination against us, mm-hmm. you know, with either it's thinking about, oh, if I was in that conversation again, this is what I would have said, or oh, I would have done this differently in my day, or with fear of what might happen, you know, or lust or whatever. He used our imagination against us, but the Lord created our imagination. Right. And so he wants to take that imagination back, you know, and holy imagination. So that's how, you know, as you're approaching scripture, you want to visualize, not only visualize like cinematically for you as a filmmaker, you know, you can imagine like you're you're thinking of things as someone's pitching a story to you. I'm sure you start imagining like the visuals of those things Mm -hmm. and how it would look. But they're imagining not only the visuals in scripture, but even the emotions of what's happening. What are the smells? What are the Mm -hmm. senses? What are the sensations? Um, what would be happening in your soul and your spirit as this is happening, you know, and, and, and ask Holy Spirit to place you in that. So, should we? Do it. All right, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We just invite you right now to come and bring us into a place of encounter through your living word, mm-hmm. Lord. We thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord seated on a throne, exalted high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Mm-hmm. Above him flew seraphim. Each of them had six wings. With two wings they covered their face. With two wings they covered their feet, and with two wings they flew. And they called to one another, Holy, 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 is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is filled with His glory. And I just declare, wherever you are right now, is filled with His glory. Your whole yeah. spirit, your yeah. mind, your soul right now, yeah. filled, filled with His glory. Filled. Wherever you are, your family situation, to be filled with His glory. The city that you're in, filled with His no. glory. The, the place of work that He's called you, the assignment that he's called you into filled with his glory. And as the seraphim called to one another, their voices shook the doorposts and the thresholds and the temple was filled yeah. with smoke. Yeah. And I said, woe to me, I am ruined. I'm a dead man for my eyes have seen the king of glory. And one of the seraphim flew towards me with a live coal in his hand that he had taken with tongs from the altar. And he touched my mouth and said, see, this has touched your lips and with it, your sin is removed and your guilt is atoned for. I don't know who that's for right now, but you just need to receive that. 
We break off condemnation right now in the name of Jesus. We break off shame right now. We break off cycles of sin. And I just declare over you that you don't have to stay in that cycle of sin anymore. And I remove any real estate in your mind where you've allowed that thing to live yeah. that says this is just normal and I'm going to have to live with it. We declare breakthrough in the name of Jesus. And yeah. we declare that Jesus did not come and die on the cross for you to have to live with this thing. But he came to destroy the works of the enemy. And he says over you right now that your sin is removed and your guilt is atoned for. That's right. Woo. So Freedom right now in the name of Jesus. Kuraba. And then I heard voices from the throne saying, Who shall we send? Who will go for us? And I said, Lord, here am I. Send me. These are the words of the one who holds the seven stars in his hand and who walks amongst the seven lampstands. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and feast with them and them with me. And to the one who overcomes, I will grant the right to sit with me on my throne, just as I overcame and sit with my father on his throne. Behold, a voice spoke to me again like a trumpet blast saying, come up here, come up now, ascend into this realm. And instantly I was taken into the spirit realm and I saw a heavenly throne set in its place with someone seated upon it, shining brilliant like crystal pure, glowing like a fire ember. The red was blood red like a ruby. Encircling the throne was a green light like an emerald rainbow. Life, Mm -hmm. life, life. And encircling the great throne were 24 thrones with elders in glistening white garments wearing golden crowns seated upon them. Pulsing from the throne were blinding flashes of lightning, peals of thunder, and voices. In front of the throne were seven blazing torches, which represent the seven facets of the Spirit of God. The Spirit of the Lord, wisdom, understanding, counsel, power, knowledge, and the fear of the Lord. And in front of the throne was pavement like a crystal sea of glass. All around the throne were four living creatures, and they were full of eyes all around and within. The first had the face like a lion, the second like an ox, the third had a human face, and the fourth looked like an eagle in flight. And each of them had six wings, and their eyes were full of wings all around and underneath their wings. And they worshipped without ceasing, day and night, night and day, saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, the one who was, the one who is, and the one who is to come. And when the four living creatures gave glory, honor, and praise to the one who sits on the throne and lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fell face down. And they began to worship, saying, Worthy, worthy, worthy are you, Lord God Almighty, for you created all things, and by your plan they were created and exist. Amen. Amen, amen. Very, very powerful. Um, Yeah. I'd love for our listeners to get a hold of you and testify what God just yeah. did on them. So what is the best way for people to get a hold of you? <clears throat> uh, best way to get a hold of me would probably be Instagram. So, bro, I wasn't, on, I wasn't on Instagram for a long time because when we got blacklisted from India and I do, you know, Pakistan and other stuff right. that I'm going into and we're doing open air preaching the gospel signs and wonders that I was like I can't be on social media because I don't want to get blacklisted again but um, but I felt released from the Lord to, to go on social so find me on Instagram Christoph Ulysse C-H-R-I-S-T-O-P-H-E Ulysse U-L-Y-S-S-E and probably my name will be 
will be down below somewhere. But please hit me up on Instagram. Let me know. Yo, you can even rewind that and just play that as you're on your bed at night okay. or whatever, you know what I mean, in your car and get taken up, man. We've had so many people. I've had so many people that came up to me and, and actually, bro, got taken into the throne yeah. room as we were reciting the scriptures and um, had wild encounters um, with Jesus in the throne room. That's awesome. Hey, guys, reach out to Christoph here. Meditate on the Word of God. Be activated in Jesus' name. And thanks for listening. And, and share this. Share this with everybody. Yes. Text it. Post it. Whatever you got to do, send this out there and see other people get activated in Jesus' name. Thank you so much for listening to our conversation in Adventures in the Spirit. We hope that this podcast encouraged and inspired you to press into Jesus and launches you into your own adventure. You can stay up to date with Fireborn Ministries by going to our website, firebornministries.com, and like us on Facebook. And may you have your own Adventures in the Spirit. At Coriant, we provide wealth management services centered around you. That's how we got our name. Coriant is the fusion of client and oriented, reflecting our dedication to placing you at the heart of every decision we make. Our goal is to exceed your expectations, simplify your life, and help you establish a legacy that lasts for generations. We've been helping high achievers like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 locations with extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Our teams put the power of our expertise into building you the custom wealth, investment, and family office solutions that can help you reach your holistic financial goals no matter how complex they may be. Speak with an advisor today at Corient.com. That's Corient.com.